I think I'm here. <laughs> All right. I hear you. All right. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I, I hear you now. And then we got uh we got uh Michael in here as well, correct? That's that's you, right, Michael? I don't hear him. Yeah, I don't I don't hear him either. I see him. I don't hear him though. Yeah, I see him. <laughs> where I, are you, Michael? Yeah, where 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 are you at, buddy? Get on your uh on your uh your mic your mic test down there in the uh in the left hand corner. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and start. We're recording on on my end. Uh, I, I'm a host of a podcast called Nowhere to Go But Up. Uh, I've been doing it for about a year. Uh, uh, yeah, almost about a year. And what 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 kind of brought me to want to reach out and do uh, something in this format was uh, I just we're hearing a lot of different stuff in the in the media. Uh, I I feel like they're blowing it out of proportion. And I just want to hear from people from all different areas. Like, Hey man, what's the, what's the climate like in your area? You know, and, and if it's, is this something that's just being driven by media or is, are people really experiencing a lot of the stuff that that's happening? And the best way to do that is to, uh, you know, just go to the people themselves and start asking. You guys hear me? Hey, Michael, how you doing? I hear you now. Hey, good. Right. Yeah, I hear you too. Missed one step. <laughs> uh, you're here, man. That's the that's the important thing. We're able to throw something together like this, just like just like this. I mean, this is something that I think that uh, you know we need uh, right now is as people being able to reach out and talk to other people and just kind of you know do what's been missing for years. Uh, I agree. So uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, introduce ourselves. I, like I said, I'm my name's uh, Sean Dustin. I'm from Northern California, uh, Bay Area, and right now we're under a mandatory uh, shelter in place uh, for the next three weeks. Uh, Kristen, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and, and introduce yourself? Well, I am Kristen Page. I'm actually from East Tennessee. We don't have a lockdown currently of any sort. We can still get out and about if we want to. I mean, I personally think that that's kind of dangerous, but I'm a stay-at-home mom along with running my own business, and I'm mobile, so I kind of stay secluded anyway just because I'm so busy and I don't have time for, you know, crazy people. (laughs) But, um, But, yeah, it's... It's been nuts. Everybody around me is acting absolutely absurd. Like the toilet paper thing. Like, why are you buying lots of toilet paper? (laughs) Like, our stores have nothing. Absolutely nothing around here. And luckily, where I have six kids, I have to stay stocked up on all that stuff anyway. So, I don't even have to go to the store. So, I'm just staying at home and leaving everybody else alone and just trying to do my own thing. 
But man, it's wearing on me. It's wearing on me because my kids are wild. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Michael, what about yourself? Uh, I am from Kissimmee, Florida. And actually, my job is I'm an audio engineer at Walt Disney World uh, for my career. Real career. Um, Right now, the county I live in, the county just north of me, uh, Orange County, so Orange County, Osceola County, uh, we are under mandatory curfew from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Uh, other than that, um, a lot of a lot of restaurants are takeout, pickup, but no dining in. Um. Other than that, I mean, some stores are closed. Some stores are doing order online. We'll swing by the store. We'll bring it to your car type thing. Um, I agree a little bit with Kristen. Um, It is nuts out there, but I'm one. I I get cabin fever really bad, really quick. I want to get out. Um, whether it's staying in my car, driving around, or going someplace like a park, which they're, they're starting to close parks, um, allow me to go sit under a tree, veg, do something. Because I think the sunshine is actually going to be good. Because um, if you think about when the influenza hit back in 1918, when they started doing out, outdoor treatments, the people who are outdoors in the fresh air and the sun were recovering quicker than those that were indoors trapped in the recycled air. That makes sense. So, um, I mean, it's different thoughts to say, to say one thought's better than another or, or, or more right than someone else. No, it's do what's best for you. Obviously. Um, so, I mean, Kristen, if you feel staying inside, I mean, that's what's best for you. S- stick with it. Um, well, it's, it's not really the fact that I want to stay inside because, I mean, keeping six kids trapped in the house like oh, this yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but, you know, Tennessee's drunk and we don't know what weather we're going to have from day to day. So, yeah. like today, I think it was like in the 50s, but two days ago, it was almost 80. And so, and it's been raining and stuff. So, I mean, we're literally back and forth. And, you know, if we can get out and go on car rides and stuff, we definitely do that. You know, I try to get my kids outside on their bicycles when it is warm. But the last thing I want is for anybody getting a cold because, God forbid, they get a cold and then we come in contact with somebody that has this virus and then, you know, it's yeah. downhill from there. So not really trying to risk well, that because, I mean, there's too many of us. When it goes around our house, it goes around through everybody. But at least everyone gets it at one time and it's done and over with and you don't have to worry about it again. Well, yeah, that is true. And most of us are pretty healthy. Um, I have respiratory issues, which makes me... Um, immune compromised. So I'm kind of, you know, weary about that. But the rest of my family are pretty healthy. I mean, they're really healthy. I mean, I'm healthy for the most part, but it's just my respiratory stuff. Just it's so crazy. And and something like that. Yeah, of course. Be cautious. 
because because you are with this a little more high risk. Oh yeah. What, um, I mean, for me, like I said, I work at Walt Disney World. Uh, there was, according to TMZ and backed up by a couple others, there was someone, uh, I guess, from your your neck of the woods uh, with California, Sean, that came here for a work conference, played at Universal, played at Disney, went home and just passed away from the coronavirus. Yeah, okay, that's cool. A- that's one person that's been verified. How many other people have been exposed that I've been around? Because we get, I mean, the park I work in, we get over 50,000 guests a day. Or actually, no, our average, maybe 35, 40,000 a day. Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like a, number's like a, gonna be higher or lower, but it's like a mid sized I mean, airport. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to be afraid of it. No, I'm cautious. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, if yeah, I've you definitely it, I've be cautious, but not like overwhelmingly like freaking out and oh, we're all gonna die. Let's stock up on our ammo because we're gonna have to start shooting people over toilet paper. I mean, that's to me, that's insane, absolutely insane. And people are literally reacting that way. We have had probably. Um, four or five fist fights just in the Walmart that's literally like not even two miles down the road from me. Four or five fist fights over toilet paper. And I'm like, y'all, come on. What are you really doing with your life right now? <laughs> I mean, it is nuts. And I'm just like baffled, honestly, about how these people are reacting to it. I'm like, yeah, it's serious. But the real question is, how many people have you been in contact with, you know, especially like working at Walt Disney? I mean, how many people have you come in contact with already that could have potentially had that virus, you know, and you're still okay? If it was like as bad as everyone's making it out to be, especially the media, you know, we would all be sick right now. Every single one of us. Because it's hard telling who who touched that door handle at that restaurant you were just at. It's hard telling how many people right. touched that pack of toilet paper you're fighting over. You know what I mean? I don't right. know. I, well, a bunch of my friends are calling me crazy and acting like that I'm not taking it seriously. And I'm being cautious and I'm being responsible by staying home and not going out if I don't have to. And, you know, things like that. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to fight you over stupid stuff and I literally just had to upset a friend over that just this morning and I felt bad but at the same time I didn't I guess I don't know (laughs) well I I had on Facebook my personal page um, sharing Dr. Drew's thing saying that the media is to blame for a lot of the the extra panic that's not necessary I don't remember the exact headline, but that's essentially what it was alluding to. And I mean, I kind of agree with it. The media is over sensationalizing. Correct. Thank you. Um, A lot of this. And, you know, I had one of my classmates from high school go, no, look at this. And what about these stats? And what about, I'm like, okay, cool. Throw all the stats at me you want. I believe it. 
But come on, it's it wouldn't be as bad. And I think people would pay attention more if the media didn't make this out as if, hello, it's the end of the world. And it's coming now. Um, I mean, I, I agree with the other meme I've, I've shared. This is like the seventh or eighth end of the world that I've survived. It will survive. No kidding. No kidding. So... <laughs> I actually thought, I, I honestly, I actually thought that it was, uh, you know, just, I don't know, man, the whole thing, the whole thing was just, just too crazy, man. The timing of it, I, I you know, I knew that they were going to use something to try to pull us all together. I just thought it was going to be aliens, not, not a virus. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, but I mean, it's a bit better than the virus. Well, I mean, they had, they had to, I mean, look, if you, if you look at the, and this is just how I believe, I don't have anything to back it up with, you know, in my silly little, you know, rabbit holes, I go down on in, in some podcasts like the tinfoil hat and some of these other ones I listen to. Um, but I mean, the timing of these things is always, uh, you know, suspect, you know, if you really think about what was going on at the time this ha- happened, over in China with, you know, Hong Kong and, and that whole deal that they were doing all these different um, protests. It was coming to light that uh, they had that concentration camp over there that had all the Muslims in it. That was really starting to take a hold in, in the humanitarian uh, community. And all of a sudden, this, this Corona thing busts out. You know, we're doing great the stock markets, you know, at all time highs. And then sure enough, I mean, if you really think about it, you know, the, whoever it is that doesn't want Trump in there because he's doing whatever it is that he's doing, I don't, I don't really give a shit either way. I don't trust either of them, right or the left. Um, but I mean, you know, what, what would he was, he was, uh, riding on, on it was, uh, you know, the economy. And so what better way to, to try to, you know, knock a few birds out with one stone? You know, I don't know. I just, I know that our government, is capable of doing, you know, horrible things to its own, uh, its own population, not to mention other, other areas and different wars and stuff that we do, you know, so it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me if, if there was some sort of an agenda behind it, but I I think it's funny. You said the writer, the, you know, the, the writer of the left instead of Democrat and Republican, because it's, it's, this isn't a political thing. It's, I mean, it's not a party thing. It's, as you said, it's the thinking. Either you're right thinking, left thinking on how you approach this, not Democrats or Republicans. Well, I just, I just meant in the terms that I don't, I don't trust either of them. You know what I mean? Because it's right. not a two-party system anymore. It's a one-party system. It's the donor class that is actually yeah. controlling what, what's happening with the right and the left. So they're not, they're, they're not accountable to us. Anymore, they're no longer accountable to the people. They're accountable to the they, to the corporation. They, they haven't been in a long time. Yeah, but I mean, we've allowed that. Not, Both parties are guilty. Both parties are guilty of being super shady when it comes to different scenarios well, yeah, and absolutely. different topics. But and the, you know, you can't trust people that say they'll do one thing, but then all of a sudden now they're making headlines because they've done something that they shouldn't have done that they spoke out against in the first place. I mean, it's, right. I think it's all crazy. I, 
prefer to consider myself independent and voting for like the lesser of two evils because it's like who do you, who can you really trust at this point? Like I was trying, to, I was oh. trying to figure out what I would be, and I think I would fall into like a libertarian, which is not. I think it's it's not even considered that anymore. It's not a liberal either. There's a there's another name for it, like because I just think that I believe in less government. Let us do whatever it is we want to do as long as we're not hurting anybody. Um, you know, and just stay out of my business, you know? I definitely agree with that. I definitely do. I just, I haven't really found my place in like the political world because like at one point you think you know what's going on, but then you don't. And then it's back and forth and it's honestly extremely exhausting. And so I try not to get too involved with it. My brother, he's a hardcore Democrat. And of course, my family is extremely conservative. Like, I mean, we're from East Tennessee. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is around here. Like everybody I come in contact with in my city or the surrounding area is extremely conservative. And God forbid you have a different opinion than them. And then everybody wants to attack you. And I don't think that that's right either. I don't think we should be attacking anybody for any reason. Just, you know, I would rather sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya and forget it than have to fight with you over something that literally doesn't affect my life or yours. You know what I mean? Well, I think the whole idea right now of political parties is is gone. I mean, Democrats and the Republicans are still there, but it's your right. It's it's your rights and your lefts that are are running it, and it's almost like those are two new parties. Oh, what party are you in? I'm in the left party. I'm in the right party, not Republican or Democrat, because it's just the way it's changed and the way um, the change is happening with all this. It's almost like the the names are going away. If it it's wasn't for and it is the extremists on both sides that's that's causing the issues for for the parties. Oh, yeah. Like I would, I would. Yeah, you can almost say the same thing with religions. You know, not all Muslims, not all Christians, not all Jews are are bad. But when you have the extremists in each religious group, you know, even with the Southern Baptists and the evangelicals and all that. Once you get your extremists out there and being that vocal minority, it's the vocal minority that makes everyone look bad. I mean, I run three different geek related podcasts and of course, Star Wars is one of my shows. It's it's the subject of one of my shows. Look at the, the fan base with Star Wars, especially since Disney bought Lucasfilm. It's the vocal minority that has been so outspoken and made things a, a pain in the butt for everything. Yeah. I, I feel like there should be an even medium in every aspect of your life. I mean, I, I get that like if you have a specific religion and that is your thing and you're hardcore all about it, then fine. But don't condemn other people. You know what I mean? Because they don't believe the way you do. Or maybe you're in to a specific sport. I mean, just something as simple as sports can cause such a rift between people. It's ridiculous. And, you know, I tell people all the time, there's two things I won't talk to you about, and that's politics and religion. Why? Because, A, you're not going to sit and tell me how bad of a person I am because I'm one way or the other. And, 
you're not going to fuss at me and, you know, all these different things that people do because I'm not going to argue about it because you're not going to change my mind because that's how I feel. And I'm one of those people where like, I'm kind of hippie at heart. So it's like, you know, universe and, you know, putting out what you want in return and things like that. So if you put out kindness, you receive kindness. If you put out hate, you receive hate, you know, Right. That type, that sort of thing. And I people people want to be in each other's business too much. And that is like the root of this whole problem, whether it's religion, politics, whatever, is that people just want to be in your business. And that gives them something to talk about. And I don't understand that even a little bit. I'm a universer. I, I, I don't, I don't really subscribe to religion. Um, I, you know, I was born and raised Catholic and, you know, luckily I didn't have any experiences with a, with a priest or anything, but it was, uh, it was definitely, yeah, it was, uh, definitely, uh, I, I just didn't, I have a, I have a hard time believing that, that man-made story. I just, I just do. And, you know, if, if nothing, in our history has told us anything is that you shouldn't believe things that people are trying to convince you of, you know, I mean, yeah, that, that, I mean whenever man puts like their it, hands in it, it gets corrupted. Oh yeah. Right. And I feel like there's a little bit of truth in everything. And then there's still so much that we do not know. There's so much we don't know. And I mean, in history gets lost at, after so long. I mean, 200 BC, I mean, where is all of the history from that? I mean, we we don't know half of what happened then. Not even half of it. And so, I mean, that's that's my logic is like, I feel like there's a little bit of truth in every religion. I'm, I'm sure there is. But I still also feel like there's a lot we don't know. And I feel like that there have been things that were altered um, to fit the agenda of the person that was altering it. So, you know... Like, I just had that discussion with my son. He's hardcore into his religion. And, um, you know, we I'll let my kids make their decisions based off of, you know, what they feel and think and stuff like that. I mean, I, chill, I still try to, you know, keep them on a good path, you know. But, you know, if they want to be a different religion than what I am, then that's fine. You know, they have to make their own choices. But he's super hardcore into religion that I grew up in, which was Pentecostal. And I'm just telling you, holy crap, holy crap. I just, I don't, I don't know. That is a whole nother thing. And they use like the King James version of the Bible. And then of course, a lot of Baptist churches around here use like the new international version. And there, there, there is, there's differences between the two. And the more research that I did on that a long time ago before I ever had that discussion with him, um, you know, it. I, I saw that there was huge differences. And then, of course, I got deeper and deeper down one of those rabbit holes that you were talking about, Sean, and um, found out that, you know, the King's James Version was definitely altered by King's James to fit his agenda. And so the more I researched other religions and other, you know, variations of other religions, I was like, holy crap, this has happened in every single religion that I have researched, like there's a common denominator here. So, I mean, that's kind of how I based my 
I wouldn't call it religious decisions, but because um, I'm not super, super religious at all. I mean, I believe in God, but at the same time, I feel like there are still maybe other gods out there. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I bank everything I do on what I put out and feel like that's what I'll receive in return. So I just try to be as good as I can, not hate on nobody, love myself, love other people, <laughs> that sort of thing. What about you, Michael? Um, I'm not as religious as I was growing up, but uh, I mean, right now for me, it it just it really doesn't matter. Um, I'm. I know where I stand. I know how I feel. And and, and that's just the way it's going to be. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with all that. Um, I just think with the way society is today, there's no, um, there's no apathy or, or respect for one's opinion and one's belief. Everyone's so quick to say, you're wrong, and that's just the way it's going to be. That's definitely right. I and think it's going to, I think this, this whole, uh, this whole quarantine or, you know, shelter in place thing, you know, everything that we're going through right now, I think it's going to, uh, do us some good because it's actually getting people out of, out of their own ways. And, you know, it's like, oh, wow, you know, we, do need other people because if we're by ourselves all the time, we weren't meant to be that way. I mean, when right. you know, I, I know somebody that's been to prison and, and has spent some time in solitary confinement that dude, that if it's something that they're doing to make a punishment in some places is definitely, there's something to it, you know, Oh yeah, we weren't, we weren't meant to, to be in, uh, you know, in solitary as a, as a, a, a species, um, we don't do well right. in, in those situations. And so this is kind of getting people back, you know, into, even though we're at the social distance, we're, we're finding out what, you know, that, that gosh, you know, we need, I need connection. And so now we're finding all kinds of different ways to do it through the technology that we have, like, like what we're doing right now. Right. And also, you know, I know people that are having, uh, cocktail parties, uh, via, you know, FaceTime. Or, you know, just finding other ways to connect. And I think, I think through that, it's going to be a, a net positive, um, you know, for us in, in the long run. I, I can hope so. But then again, I, you know, I, I, would, I would hope so. I mean, I truly feel like that we need people to survive. I mean, we need each other because, I mean, when you're locked down and like me, for instance, I generally only have to only go out when I have to. That was before all of this started, just simply because I do have a lot of kids. I am extremely busy. You know, I don't have much time or wiggle room for myself, let alone other things. But of course, the people I care about, you know, I'm with them as well. I make time for them. And but then you're quarantined and you're like, holy crap, there's other people out there. And, you know, not saying that I don't care about the, you know, like my acquaintances and, you know, business partners and stuff like that. But it's like, holy crap, I need those people because 
my family don't want to listen to me sit and ramble on about my mobile spray tanning business <laughs> all the time. And, you know, that's business talk. That's people I talk, I mean, that's people I talk to about business because I have my different groups of people that I talk about different things with. And since that we've had to social distance, it's like, I can't go meet up with you for coffee now because who knows, you probably have COVID-19, you know? And it's, it really sucks that, you know, what was everyday life before you take it for granted and you don't realize how much you need those things until it's taken away from you. And I mean, it is just like, you know, a prisoner locked in solitary confinement. I mean, honestly, that's how I feel, but I feel like I'm being tortured by Satan right now with these kids. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) there's all that. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we really need people to survive. If we don't have other people, if we don't have each other's, even if it's a long distance connection, you know, that someone you chat with every once in a while or whatever, you know, you miss that when you can't have it anymore. And I think people are going to realize that and kind of get pulled out of their ways and uh, be like, oh, you know what? I'm not worried about what your religion is. You know, how are you? You know what I mean? Like people are going to start doing that. And maybe that was the purpose for all of this. I don't know. Um, but I'm hoping that good things come from it and n- the whole population just doesn't die off. And I know that sounds ludicrous, but I don't, I don't mean, I don't think they will. I'm just saying, I just hope that like the government doesn't have something up their sleeve to like do some sort of population control because that was my first thought was population control. That's why they're doing this. And, you know, I, cause I've heard so many stories. Oh, well, the virus came from animals. Oh, it was man-made in a lab. So I don't know the truth. And my only thing is, is like, why would you try to kill off your people? <laughs> that was my very first thought. And people thought I was stupid. But who knows? If you want to go conspiracy and, and you look at where this or originated, um, the origin, you know, with China, as Sean mentioned earlier, you know, the, the protests and everything over there, um, would it, if it was man-made, would you be surprised if the Chinese government was trying to use it to no. control population? Uh, no, not at all. Not considering I mean, all they, the things they, they got they going. Were, they were willing to run over their own people many years ago with Tiananmen Square. So, I mean... Well, also you look at uh, look at the fact that you have, uh, you know, when they do their their satellite launches or their launches from, uh, you know, to do send stuff to space. You know how we have ours is mandatory; it's by the water. So if anything happens, it 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 will blow out to sea. And I mean that's right. how they that's they time everything like that, so it works that way. Uh, in China. They don't care. They they do it right over uh, villages, and there's been times when one of them, I think, exploded and it just dropped down on a village. They don't care. No, they don't care about their people. And who would who? I mean, that's really sad. You know, and I think that the one thing that you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Trumper or a Trump supporter, but I think the one thing that he did that was uh was a good idea was he you know did the whole. Uh, the trade war thing seemed like it was a, a bad thing and, and whatnot, but it actually was good for us because, you know, we kind of, I think we were in a shitty deal where we were, uh, you know, able to, they were able to tax us, but we weren't able to tax them. 
right. type thing. And so now that kind of made everything fair and square. So, I mean, I don't know. And then all of a sudden now our economy takes a, takes a dump uh, and all these other things are happening. So, I don't know. Things that make yeah. you go, hmm. Yeah. I'm really curious to see how all of this plays out because, you know, there's so many conspiracy theories out there about why this has happened and when it's going to end and everything else. And then people are even like, I'm sure you all have seen that um, post on Facebook at some point or another about the book um, that some psychic lady wrote. Um, it was talking about how, and it even said in 2020, like some infectious disease is going to come through, but it's going to come through and then leave as fast as it came in and stuff like that. I mean, it's in a, like some old book. Are you talking, that a psychic lady uh, wrote. Are you talking about that? Of, that, that one? No, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a claw train supposedly being tied into Nostradamus. Okay. Like, I'm not sure about all of that. And so I'm just like, oh, okay. But then there was another post, though, where this little girl had a dream about this virus leaving in April. She said it was a dream from God or something. And I'm just like, what, what are we doing right now? I mean, is this real life? <laughs> like, I'm so confused. I'm just, I mean, some of the stuff I've seen is absolutely crazy and far-fetched. Yeah. I'm not saying that that didn't happen. I'm just saying that it is extremely far-fetched from what reality would be. I mean, I mean, maybe that somebody has predicted the future of some sort. Maybe. I don't know. I know. I just know that I can't do that. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what to make of all of it. I mean, it's kind of wild. Yeah. I, I think the book that you're talking about, if I'm – Cause I saw somebody that had a post too, that had a book, but it was like more like a, uh, like a nonfiction type of book, like maybe, a you know, author that, you know, writes a series and it, it, in it, it showed, I mean, this book was published in 1981 and it talks about, uh, they call it the Wuhan 400, uh, virus, you know, in the book. But I mean, it basically, I mean, if this is, was legit, you know, and it did come out and I read, you know, pages of it, you know, that they took pictures of. And then all of a sudden I went to look at it again and it was, it, it was gone. Like it, like somebody snatched it off there and, and, uh, you know, Facebook land, you know, buried it somewhere. Um, I saw that one too, but the, the book I'm talking about, it's a different one. It's written by, who was it? They said, I can't remember the name of the lady that wrote it, but she, it was a, it wasn't that same book. I know that for sure. Um, it had a bunch of different like psychic predictions of hers and she wrote this big like novel on it or something. And they're apparently, um, I, I don't know because I didn't see it, but apparently 9-11 was in there in that book of some sort. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And But it makes me think, okay, well, this book was written a long time ago. Has that put ideas in somebody's head and they've just acted on it because maybe they've seen something like that? Not necessarily that specific book, but have they seen, you know, where people have, you know, created stories or something like that and then been like, you know what, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to spread this virus to every country across the world. You know what I mean? Like, it makes me right. feel like it was a, like it's given somebody the idea to do that more or less than it was a psychic prediction. 
I got a guy wanting to see, see if he wants to join the conversation. He's uh, from Canada, and he said he's also dealing with the virus firsthand as we are running security operations in support of law enforcement. Awesome. So let's let's see if I can get him on there. But yeah, while, while I'm doing that, you guys continue. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, it. it I I guess the question can be how much longer before you know the government starts shutting everything down I mean to be honest with you I hope that they don't shut everything down and I mean because as far as like business goes I mean I have to stay open However, I have ways, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm a spray tan technician, um, but I do not have to physically come in contact with people to still run my business. Right. You know, I mean, there's retail products I can sell and, you know, things of that nature that I can literally just take and just drop off on their porch or put in their mailbox real quick and be done with it. So, I mean, I literally can't afford to shut down. And if the government shuts everything down, it's hard telling where my life will go from that point, honestly, because, you know, I said it a hundred times. I have so many kids. Like, how am I going to feed them? You know, my husband's a police officer and, you know, his check isn't, you know, enormous. <laughs> so that's where I'm kind of at with it. What happens if I have to shut down? Because I know his job won't stop. You know, he's a police right. officer. So it's just a matter of can we survive off that one paycheck? Can my kids still eat because regardless my kids are going to eat even if that means that I have to start purging which I have thought about that coming to a, a point especially around here because if stuff gets shut down here people are going to freak out and then the next thing you know we're going to have people running up and down the street shooting at each other like crazy people and I'm like well <laughs> this is about to be a real thing because it's literally how people are acting right now I, I, yeah. I, I don't know about where you all are at but Around here, I mean, people are getting in fistfights at Walmart over toilet paper, y'all. I mean, what is happening? And it's not just—it's not just toilet paper. It's the, the meat in the meat department at the grocery stores. All grocery stores are completely wiped clean of meat. And I'm, what are you doing? Like, I don't have enough because um, I live in the city where I'm at, not out in the county. So um, I'm like, we don't have like wooded areas to go out and hunt like you all do out in the county. So what are we supposed to do in the city? I mean, we can't even shoot off fireworks in the city. I have to go to my dad's house for that. And even where my dad lives, even though he's in the county, he still don't have a wooded area to hunt. So how are we going to eat if you all are stocking up on a bunch of crap you're not even going to eat and you're going to end up thrown out once all this is over because it went bad? Or, or they're going to try and take it back to be uh, to get refunds. Oh yeah, and there's a store here that has already put out a news article saying that they will not um, accept any returns for anything bought during this virus outbreak. So if you if you're buying it, it's yours now. Like you can't return yep. it at all. And I think that's smart as far as stores go because they're going to get flooded with people trying to return a bunch of crap that they didn't need. So, I don't oh, yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll see how that plays out. But 
the last thing I want is somebody trying to come in my house. And I live in a really like safe neighborhood. Everybody that lives around me is probably at least 70 or older. Like we're the youngest people in like my cul-de-sac. And, you know, I don't have to really worry. Like if I accidentally leave my door unlocked at night, like I, I know that it, you know, it, we're good. We're fine. No big deal. Um, but I don't want it to get to the point where like I feel unsafe walking out during the day with my children because we might end up getting shot. You know, I mean, and that's scary to me thinking that people are acting so irrationally that it's going to come to the point where like we're literally killing each other off before the virus ever has time to get to us. And there's only been one confirmed case in my county. And then I think there's been like maybe around four in surrounding counties. So, you know, we're not at super high risk right now for um, that virus, which I think is a good thing. I mean, it's, it's a great thing for us, but at the same time, I'm more worried about how people are reacting more so than the virus itself. And that, I mean, that's what keeps getting me over and over and over again is the people. I don't even want to go to the grocery store. Like, if I didn't have kids, I'd sit here and probably starve just because I'm not going to go out and fight those people. I mean, because you can get seriously hurt, by the way. There was one lady that got put in the hospital, and I, I can't, I don't know how she's doing. They haven't updated on her yet. But, it, and she just happened to get in the middle of a fist fight by accident. And all over toilet paper. I, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy to me. I don't, I, I truly don't understand it at all. Yeah, it is. It is definitely a, a crazy time right now. We got a new addition uh, to the group. Uh, Joel, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Not too hey, bad. What's up? I'm great. Hello, hello. Glad to be on. This is. Uh, it's glad to hear people talking about this. To be honest, and and not just talking about it, but realistically talking about it, not just giving people throwing bits out here and there. Yeah, well, that was part of the reason because I just, you know, I wanted to hear from people all over in different areas. You know, what what is it like and what are you experiencing? You know, is the media driving this thing up so, so high that, you know what I mean? And it's really, you know, not like that everywhere. And it's not to, to not take it seriously, but I mean, you know, the media is really not something to be trusted these days. Yeah, um, I'm usually going through sources, main, main sources. So um, being in the profession that I'm in, so just a little bit of background, I'm a security professional. I spent 10 years overseas. I'm now currently a director of a security company here in Canada. But uh, realistically, um, talking to other people in other countries like you're doing right now and just throughout the podcast medium themselves, we're able to do that very easily uh, just by putting a message out or something. But um, not to say that the media is the media is nothing better to talk about. That's the problem. There, there's there's no other there's no sports. There's no there's no um, there, there's no celebrities. There's no movies being played. There's no well, there's movies being played. But you know what I'm saying? There's there's nothing for the right. For them to, um, to 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 sell sell their papers, do I blame them? Not really, because that's reality. But the problem is, is that um, we, as a society and community, we're not helping the situation. We're not helping by going out and like um, uh, like others were talking about before. We're not helping by going out and hoarding all this all these products that we are never ever going to use, even in the event of a crisis. And that's what bugs me. And then, as other people were talking about before. Um, going out and, and buying a surplus of firearms and, and not understanding how to use them. And those type of people that don't understand how to use the tools, but are buying them anyway, 
that's a problem. There's a lot of problems out there that can be easily rectified by everybody just taking five, relaxing at home, what you're supposed to be doing, and just staying out of the public eye. That's extremely true. And, you know, with the firearms, I mean, I have one and I know how to use it. I've been trained. My dad was a police officer. My husband's a police officer. So, you know, I've been trained, properly trained on how to use this stuff. And so when people are like, oh, now I have to go get a gun. And I'm like, don't you dare touch that thing. You have no idea even how to put the bullets in the magazine, let alone fire. The th- Do you know even know where the safety's at? You know, I'm like, I'm asking these questions. They're like, well, no, but what if this and what if that? And I'm like, what if nothing? What if you kill yourself? Or what if your kids get a hold of that? You know what I mean? And like that puts everybody's safety at jeopardy. And that my main thing right now is not only keeping me and my family safe, but it's also keeping my friends safe, my business partners safe, you know, everybody. Like even the old lady down the street, she needs to be safe too. And you going out buying a firearm or hoarding all the toilet paper or hoarding all of the Clorox wipes or, and and then baby diapers. Oh my gosh, baby diapers. That's another big thing. I just happened to run out. And normally I buy huge boxes of diapers because I do have little ones that are still in diapers and I'll go to Target thinking, oh, well, they haven't hoarded Target yet. Well, I was so very wrong. Like, I had to buy this cheap off-brand because that was all that was there. And I was not about to go to Walmart for any reason. And I just, I can't believe it. I'm I'm over here thinking, like, by the time you use, like, those 50 boxes of diapers that you just bought, like, you won't get to eat, you won't get to use them all. Like, your kids will grow out of them before you are ever able to use all that. And then what are you going to do? It'll you know, I mean, none of it makes sense. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be on Craigslist yeah. or, or Nextdoor or, you know, one of these other platforms where they can sell their stuff. Well, sorry, yeah, I, mean, and I don't want it. <laughs> sorry, no, I, I make light, light of this, but did anybody hear about the guy that had the, uh, that bought the $18,000 or 18,000 bottles of uh, hand sanitizer? No, and yeah, he's going to sell them on Amazon, and then and then the feds caught caught a hold of it, and now he's got eighteen thousand bottles of this stuff that he's not going to be able to get rid of. Like yeah. to me, that's karma. So I'm okay. With oh that. yeah, oh <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you that, better start donating, brother. You yeah. better start donating. <laughs> that that was that was in your neck of the woods somewhere, Kristen. The guy was in Tennessee. It does oh, not yeah. surprise me because us uh, people in Tennessee were labeled as somewhat redneck anyway. <laughs> whether we really are or not. And I'm okay with it because it's like, <laughs> what can you do? Like, I'm one person, you know, I'm not out here fighting or hoarding 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. Yeah. But people like that make us look bad. And I don't appreciate it, not even a little bit. You know, funny thing you say, redneck, that do you actually know where that term uh, actually came from? Um, it has to do with labor and the West Virginia, uh, the, the coal, the coal wars of the West Virginia, uh, coal miners. And they used to wear, uh, the red bandanas around their neck. Right. And so that's how they got the term rednecks, you know, the bandanas so they could put it over their face when they're, they're in the coal yeah, mines. Yep. You know, all that, oh, wow. that, that PPE. Yeah, no, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the bloodiest battles I think since the civil war, uh, a time that had happened on the U.S. soil. I mean, they, they were literally going to, uh, uh, like had an all out gun battle with, uh, with the, uh, people that owned the, uh, coal mines. 
And it was because it was the corporation that owned everything. They owned all the housing that they lived in. They owned the general store. They never paid them in money. They paid them in script. So like they, you know, they they couldn't go anywhere with, except the confines of where they were. And so the conditions, were, yeah, the conditions were horrible and they finally had enough and they all uh, kind of uprose and, and had a, had a, it's battle. crazy how people like throw around these terms, but not really have a clue what the history or the origin is of that specific term. Like I'm, and I'm guilty of it because I did not know that about the whole redneck thing. Like I had no idea. And because that's just a term that people use around here whenever you're just a touch country and a touch feisty all at the same time. And, you know, I'm like, other people act this way too that don't live in Tennessee. What do you mean? (laughs) We're not all like this. I mean, I'm naturally aggressive by nature. But I'm also a natural born Viking as well. So I've got it like in my DNA just to be that way, I guess. And so it has nothing to do with the fact that I was born and raised in Tennessee or the fact that I'm country because I'm definitely not country. I live in the city and I like the finer things, whether I have them or not. So, you know, I... I get labeled just because, oh, she's from Tennessee. She must be crazy. Well, maybe from time to time. Just don't touch down on that button, please. Right. Yeah. So, well, it's like a, a story I heard out of Canada. Um, there was someone uh, maybe over in the Ontario region. Uh, there was a couple that went to every Costco in the area and bought up all the toilet paper. I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah. And, and they were they were caught trying to sell it for seventy five bucks a roll. Oh, jeez! On eBay, yeah. Oh man, and and I think they had all their stuff confiscated, as they should, and a fine. They should be fined for that. Yeah, that's that's think, people that prey on. on on situations like this. I mean, you know, it's bad yeah. enough that that we're in it. You know, let's, let's figure out a way out of it that's, you know, productive for everybody. And I, you know, and I think that, you know, the, the lights being shed on a lot of different things right now. Um, I mean, if you really want to look at, you know, society in general, the things that are happening, you're looking at our elections that are going on and how the DNC is kind of like, you know, using the media to shift what, who we have as a choice when, you know what I mean? There, there was, they had a, what Tulsi Gabbard was on there and nobody even talked about her. You know, she just recently, uh, you know, dropped out, but I mean, she was against the establishment and they didn't want to have anything to do with, you know, hearing anything she had to say, you know, don't, you know, don't screw up our, our funds that we're getting from, you know, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, all these people that profit from these wars and the, and the regime change wars that she was calling out. And they just had a media blackout on her, you know, to yeah. where it was like, she's still in the race, but they're only talking about Biden and, uh, and Sanders. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, if we live in, live in a truly democratic system, society, whatever you want to call it, wouldn't you want to know all the all the options that you had out there? I mean, right. isn't that a democracy? 
So why why were why was she being uh, silenced? Not to mention that she's a woman of color, and all these other accolades that she had that brought to the table, like being a, the first combat veteran uh, to run for for president. That that's a big deal. That never got covered. Wow. Uh, she she had two tours in Iraq. You know what I mean? That that's pretty pretty significant. <laughs> She's not the first combat. I think first combat veteran since uh, Eisenhower. Well, I mean, female, female combat veteran. Oh, first, first female, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, and and so, like when you, I don't know, man. I I I feel like the people that should be running the country are the people that actually defend the country and have tr- and help build the country. You know, all these politicians that get in there, they have no, they they're so out of touch with the average, you know, American or the average, it's, it's probably like this all over the place, not just in the United States, but every different government. Do you guys, do you guys feel that what is happening right now? Do you feel that your government is on the right path to, to, to sorting it out? Or how how do you feel about that right now? Sorting the virus out or. No. Okay. So, so helping, 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 yeah. Helping their people, helping the people out in the country. Do you think that, uh, the Trump administration is doing the right thing. I was, I would say it's a 50, 50. Oh, really? Okay. Depends Fair on enough. what, depends on where you, you're, depends on what mm-hmm. area you live in, because this, you know what I mean? It, it I feel well, it depends on what subject matter too. that's involved. I mean, around um, here, it's like, hell yeah, he's doing everything he can. It Trump is everything. Trump is life. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, everybody around here is extremely conservative. So, you know, in my personal opinion, I really feel like it's, you know, what it is, you know, what topic it is we're talking about. Are they doing what they can? Are they doing what they can right now as far as the virus? Or the relief. Mm, I don't know. The economic relief that that has been proposed, like the $1,200 for the 75000 and under class, which I, I'm, I don't fit in. Um. And I think that, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's a mistake that any of the relief that we were supposed to have, uh, so let's we remember when the tax code changed around here, you know, they had the big tax overhaul yeah. and everybody, you know, like I didn't do anything different than I did the year before I got 2000 back and I didn't do anything different and I owed 10,000. So mm-hmm. And that really much the people that were in the blue states uh, with the highest income, uh, you know what I mean? California, New York, we all kind of got screwed in that, right? You know, he took away right. all of the deductions for right. certain things and, you know, and for places where it's really expensive to live, which are the, you know, these blue states, we got penalized. And so this is the same sort of thing, uh, you know, with the 75,000. I mean, dude, hardly anybody makes 75,000, you know what I mean? And, in California and right. I make a hundred and change if I work, you know what I mean? Uh, 1800 hours a year. And that's considered low, low in California. Like it's not, that's not a lot of money considering no. how much everything costs. Right. Yeah. Right. See, around you here, around here, like a hundred, like you're on the top of the food chain up here. If you're a hundred, if you're 75, you're up there. I mean, most people that live in my area probably get maybe anywhere between 35 to maybe around 50 a year. And we have Eastman Chemical Company here. So that, and and then of course we have, um, we 
they got rid of our whole monopoly thing with our health care. So there's that. I mean, it's just like our health care people that are like on the top of the health care, like the people that own our whole health care system now. And then Eastman Chemical Company, those are your people that make the most money in this area. Everybody else. Yeah, no, we don't make we don't make that. Now, can you still live in a three story house and making fifty thousand a year around here? Yeah, you can. And you know the demographics are a lot different. Yeah. yeah, but I never I didn't know that it was based on the amount you made. I thought that was kind of straight across the board for the rest of the whole country. No, the last one that I saw <laughs> was twelve hundred if you made seventy five thousand and less. 2400 if you're a married couple and then you get 500 for each each kid. Yeah, I heard of, I heard about that, but I didn't yeah. know it was based on your wage uh, or your income. Yeah, so my never, thing is yeah. it's, you know, are you are we actually going to get that though? Like I mean, is that legit? Like is that really going to happen? Because I honestly am very skeptical. What we'll see after April 6th. Yeah, that's it's supposed to happen in the beginning of April. Yeah, April 6th is when it's supposed to happen. So we're talking two weeks from tomorrow. And I mean, um, even even or, that, I mean, it's not... Well, tomorrow, my time. <laughs> I mean, what's what's 1200 I mean, it's going to help, but I mean, that's just a, a fraction of what it costs people to live. I mean, I've had to uh, extend out both of my, my vehicle loans for two months because, you know, you can, you can defer it for emergency, uh, you know, things. So my, my two vehicle payments, you know, which one's 800 and one's 500, those are pushed off for a couple months. I was lucky enough to have had an issue with, uh, my, with my, uh, uh, like tennis elbow, whatever that's called, tendonitis in both my elbows. So I just, you know, I got kind of our, we got shut down where I'm at. So I just hit the doctor and was like, Hey man, can, this is a good time to, uh, you know, get on that work, uh, uh, that work yeah. note. And so I was able to pull, uh, you know, uh, uh, disability for a month, you know, and see you know, where I'm at mm-hmm. after that. But I mean, most people like in my area, in my union, do, you don't work, you don't get paid, man. And 450 a, a week for unemployment is crazy. It, it, that doesn't cover anything anymore. What are the now, unions well, doing about it? Are, are unions stepping up and, and I guess they can't really fight for it, but are they, trying to get or take care of their people yeah it it depends on the union depends on the work like for me i work at walt disney world uh i'm in the union uh disney came out and said they're going to pay us through the end of the month well our unions are are talking and and discussing with them yeah right now we only know through the end of the month now the rest of the union members of my local that work in the theaters here in town, they're not getting paid. Their shows go down. They're, they're not paid. Hmm. So it's one of those benefits of, Hey, glad I'm working at Disney. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But it's instead of the local theater, but I mean, it still doesn't still doesn't help anything. Um, now I had a quick question for you, Joel, yeah. only because I don't know with your Congress, Equivalent, it's parliament, right? Yeah, parliament. Yeah. Do the members of parliament have term limits? Uh, not really. Yeah, they, okay. they, yeah, they do. They do. They, they, for the most part, they do. But certain ones do have a little bit longer than others, depending on their position. Okay. Like you so do, you, you can't sit there for twenty years if that's what you're asking. 
Okay. Yeah. Seeing that that's something that can happen and does happen yeah. here. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a that's a wrong thing. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. Hundred uh, Even though I I'm a I am more moderate liberal or liberal thinking, but moderate and still kind of conservative thinking as well. Uh, almost straight in the middle. Um, I, I think with government positions where you affect how things are done in this country, there should be term limit. I mean, if we have it on our lead, on the exec, the head of the executive branch, then it should be there for the head of the leg. It should be there for members of the re- legislative branch as well. Right. Well, the reason why it's not is because that's where all the power is. You know, the president, the president doesn't, you know, have a whole lot of power. I mean, yeah, he can do a few things, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's got to, you know, there's somebody there that's making sure he doesn't go too far. You know, there's things that are in place, but these, these, uh, you know, politicians that are in there like Mitch McConnell and, and some of these, uh, other, you know, Schumer and just, you just know, man, that it's, they're never, they have to, they have to vote on it. So they're never going to vote themselves out of office. Right. Right. You know? So, I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you fight that? You know, when, when it, it's, it's almost like you're in a, a virus. Yeah, dude, it is. It's like, it's like a virus, you know, it's like yeah. we, you let it go for so long and now it's like, it's gotten so big and it's out of control. It's got its hands into everything. Yeah. And, and yeah. like, how are you going to reel that monster back in? Yeah. I don't think you do. You know, do we just continue to, you know, uh, be defined by these, you know, these powers and, and the people that are running the country that have the, you know, I think the richest, you know, the half percent of the 1% are the ones that we don't know about. And those are the ones that can control the ebb and flows of economies just off of making simple, simple shifts. Yeah. You know, and it, you know, a lot of these things, you know, these, these market crashes and stuff like that. I mean, I knew we were up for a, for an adjustment anyways, or a correction, you know, we'd been going for way this too. This is a pretty big one though. This one's going to be pretty huge. Yeah. <laughs> it, but yeah. it's like, I mean, how, how, what's it going to affect? I don't think it's going to be huge. Like it was when the, the last in 2008, when it was the housing market, because people were coming up, yeah. you know, I know a lot of guys that were able to buy two houses and we're made a bunch of money off of them. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be that bad where we're going to be able to come up like that again. But I mean, this is, this is like uncharted territory, man. Nobody yeah, since, since world war two, we've never dealt with anything like this. So uh-uh. this, is, this is new for a couple generations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you, I would never even have thought, you know, like how, how do you, how do you shut down the whole economy? Well, you know what? You know what was? You know what's kind of ironic, and, and I'm not trying to make light of this or, or sound like sound a little little harsh, but you know how we always say, okay, it's you know it's going to be war. It's going to be war against this country or that country, or the Russians are coming to get us. Like it's, and and I'm sorry, but Americans are very good at this. But you know, it, it was ironic because you kept everybody kept saying that it's going to be something big. It's going to nobody thought it was going to be a virus. Like it, it was just completely out of left field, and it just wiped us out in 
a month and a half, two months. Well, it's been going on for a little bit longer, but you know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's hitting its peaks right now. Well, it's not even hitting its peaks. Sorry, that's even that's even a bad choice of words. It's not even close to hitting its peaks. But it's it's funny how uh, we were so ready for this. And I said this on my show, but it's a, a kind of a comical way of looking at it. Is, you know when you watch movies and you think about like the, the aliens are coming or, or Godzilla's coming or, or there's, there's this catastrophic event and we have to go get this, these scientists and bring them in and all of a sudden we have this plan. Well, it's almost like that's what's happening right now. Nobody has a bloody plan. And it's, it's you know, there's, there's people that are, that are deal with risk management every day. There's people that deal with how, uh, crisis uh, mitigation and stuff like that. And, and we have all these people in the governments that do all this every single day. Nobody has a plan for this. Like this is what blows my mind is it took our governments this long just to get to where we are right now. And we're not even close to figuring anything out. That's what freaks me out. It's all well, like you know, in, literally like being in a movie. There, Yeah, it is like being in a movie. Um, I saw um, an article that came out and how true it is. I don't know, but you know, just to humor you a little, um, there apparently was some sort of intelligence reporting back to like our government and saying, you know, this is what's going on in China right now. We need to put up our defenses. And uh, um, Trump was just kind of brushing it off and acting like it wasn't that big of a deal. And then the next thing we know, it's on American shores and now we're all freaking out about it. Like you, yeah. if that if that's true, like you had the intelligence, you had time to buckle up and do what you needed to do ahead of time, and you didn't act on it because you thought it was a hoax. And that, and right. I'm kind of rubbed wrong with that a little bit because it's like if you did know and you brushed it off, and now now we're having to be locked down, and we have to stay in our house, and we're risking our health and the health of other people by just going to the grocery store, which is a normal task for absolutely everybody. Like, like it, it really kind of pisses me off. Like you should have done something about that when your intelligence came back and said that there's an issue. This is what's going on. We need to make sure that this isn't happening. You know, maybe the border should have been shut down a long time ago. Maybe we should have provided some sort of assistance to the other countries, you know, or something. It's just something. I feel like something should have been done in the first place instead of just being like, oh, it ain't no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when they got the reports, um, and I'm sure, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not meaning this in a negative way, Joel, so uh, please don't take it that way. But I'm sure, sure um, Canada probably got the same reports. And of course, I mean, January, yeah. February, there, there was no precautions there. Uh, a lot of countries, if we got the intelligence reports, other countries got it too. Right. Nothing started happening until end of February, beginning of March. Why? Because a lot of, and, until it got a little bit more serious during February in China, no one believed believed anything coming out of China. Because how much of it is true, how much of it's false? Because they are known for putting out false information. This is true, yeah. So, I mean, this is one of those, you know, everyone wants to jump on Trump. Cool, jump on Trump. 
jump on Trudeau as well. Jump on every other foreign leader out there. Jump on the UN for not doing something about it. Yeah, I don't want to make it sound I mean, like that I'm jumping on someone specific. No, but well, no, you should but, have definitely investigated that just a little bit more, whether it was the intelligence that it was coming from or, I mean, not necessarily the president, but anybody, anybody that had that information. Why did you not at least investigate that a little further, knowing that if that hit American soil or, you know, hit Italy or wherever, Australia, you know, why did you not just investigate it just a little more to see if that was really happening, if that was really going on, like looking a little deeper into it than I just... Think, I think because there was a lot of factors that happened right when that, right when China was hit by it, China took a big leap and shut down the entire city. They they knew that they had to quarantine it and quick. They didn't think that it was going to get out the way that they, the way that it did, first of all. Secondly, nobody knew what they were dealing with. As far as we were concerned over here in, in Canada and the United States, let's say, let's say Western countries like UK and, and, and even Italy and stuff like that, we all thought it was going to be the common cold. So we didn't even, honestly, in part of my French, we didn't give a shit. It, it was like, it's going to come and go, right? And we didn't think, we thought because the people that were getting sick were the people that would have gotten sick from even the common cold or even died from the common cold. These are... Uh, older age males that were smoking, they were unhealthy to begin with. These were countries, these are part of China that were very, very underpoverished. They were, they were poor countries, not poor countries, but they were poor territories. So we didn't think that anything was going to happen. We thought coming here, we can get a vaccine in five, in five weeks like we normally do. It's gone. No worries. That wasn't the case. And I think that that might have been the approach that our, that our leaders were taking was, a, you know what, if we shut down the schools, if we shut down the communications, if we shut down like your trains, planes, and automobiles, what's going to happen then? You're going to go in an uprise, which is what's happening now. And I don't think they wanted that to begin with. So they were playing their cards pretty close to their chest so that this doesn't happen. Unfortunately, if, if, it if you think the pan if the, if you think the panic in the the panic and and or the not taking this seriously is bad now. As Joel said, I think it would have been a lot worse if with the intelligence reports, they said, fine, we're shut, we're just going to be precautionary and go shutting things down. Yeah. Point blank. We'll shut her down. It's just like going, why are we shutting down if there's nothing wrong? Yeah. Oh, because we're being preventative? The world economy will crash at that point. Yeah, and, 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 and it will crash harder and be harder to recover at that point than the way it's going to be now. I mean, it's going to be hard to recover now with what's going on, but not like if if the world leaders overreacted, I guess would be the right way to put it, overreacted when the intelligence reports came out. Yeah. And I think it would have it would have solved us all a whole bunch of heartache right now. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I completely agree, but I just think that under the circumstances to do that, you're you're playing with fire. You're playing with a lot of people's yeah. careers. You're playing with people's lives. You're playing with kids' educations. Like it's it's not just a matter of uh, flipping the switch and saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take the best precaution because then if nobody did get sick, oh, you'd have a lot of people pissed off. 
Yeah. Well, and, and let's flip it too. If if this was a few years ago with Obama still in office here, or let's say for sakes of the conversation, Hillary Clinton did get elected and Trudeau was not prime minister and you had a conservative yeah. running Canada, those people would still get dumped on Absolutely. by both sides for why didn't you react? Absolutely. Because there's a bigger picture there. Yeah. There, there's just a bigger picture there. And, and I completely agree. And I, I'm not a fan of Trudeau, but he's doing, him and his cabinet are doing the right thing right now by helping support. I mean, we just got $80 billion in this relief fund. That's a lot of money for us to play with. We're a small country compared to you guys. I mean, one of your major cities is our entire country. We're, we're doing good right now. And I'm very, very proud of them. Even though I'm not a big fan of them, they're going on about the right path. So, I mean, we can say what we're doing wrong with it. I think we need to wait till the end in order to really nitpick of what's going, what happened when. We can do the whole, you know, um, figure it out afterwards. But right. right now, I think we just need to, as a community, forget the government, but as each individual community, that's where we need to start with the problem. And we need to worry about the people that are around us physically. Yeah, that's that's what I feel anyway. Yeah, I feel like if people would, you know, maybe stay off the news or um, quit worrying so much about what our leaders are doing right or what they're doing wrong, I feel like, you know, we should just really worry about each other instead of worrying about what does it now. I mean, I'm not saying like, don't worry about what our leaders are doing. I'm saying don't focus your entire attention on that. You know, check on your friends, check on each other, you know just love on each other for right now because there's not really much that you could do about what our leaders' decisions are going to be anyway. There's nothing you can do about that right now. And you and I mean, it's sad to say, but your voice alone isn't going to be heard in the masses. So, you know, you would, I mean, they would have to be millions of people come together before they would even start listening to you in the first place. And I just, I feel like we just really need to focus on each other right now. Just, I would, I, I prefer to focus on you guys versus focusing on what decision Trump made today or whatever. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. That keeps me sane because I feel like if you're watching too much news or you're reading every single article that comes out because of course, you know, you have those hoax articles that come out and right. it's going to tell you all these different things that happened and it really didn't happen. So yeah. you have to be cautious of, you know, fake news as Trump likes to call it. You have to be cautious of those <laughs> fake articles. <laughs> Sorry. And, Sorry. you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we hear about it a lot here in Canada from you guys down south. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to be the judge of what news station is fake news and what's yeah. not. Like, I, you know, that's, that's beside the point. But, you know, there are like online, um, like websites and stuff that put out these articles. You know, the same people that put out, oh, well, Johnny Depp died today and all yeah. of us know that he really, it's, you know, things like that is what I'm talking about. But, but realistically, you should be getting your news from like the CDC or something like that. Oh, anyway. yeah. 
oh but, yeah know, and or, but or who or world health organization you shouldn't be you shouldn't be listening to cnn and, and oh and yeah like that, and right? but see that's the thing though is people around here are listening to absolutely everything people they don't care where it thing. came from <laughs> oh my gosh well e- even before the fake news all of the news agencies in the u.s are putting out fake news because they and they have ever since the vietnam war era yeah uh it, it's it's a ploy to they, keep people engaged <laughs> they they want the ratings oh yeah so they're they're over sensationalized they're not going to put out the facts they're only going to put out what's going to make their side of the story look good instead of presenting the whole story and and it's wrong I mean, Fox and, I mean, they're they're all notorious for doing it. Whether they, they slant it more left or more right, they're they're all doing it. And I, I would love to find a, a news station in the U.S. that is reporting news, reporting the event as it happened, as it, as it developed, and not over sensual, oh God, not overdoing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sensationalizing. <laughs> yes, it's, it's late here. I'm so brain fried with other stuff. Um, I'm just over here the, like, can we please go back to watching the weatherman predict the wrong weather for the day? Like, what's going on? Because, I mean, I'm just telling you, he gets it wrong see, all the time. And I, I I would rather sit around and worry about if it's actually going to snow or not, and if I need my milk and bread. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. that's that's what I'm worried about. And I mean, I I don't know when it's going to be over. I don't know how they're going to deal with it. But at the end of the day, it's like eventually this is going to end too. Eventually, this is all going to pass, and then you know. I'm just over here questioning how stupid am I going to feel when this is all over? Did I overreact? Did I not react enough? You know, what, what should I have done? You know, that that's, that's what I'm curious about. I'm curious about what the future holds as far as how I'm going to feel about it. Because right now I'm just simply confused. I'm just, <clears throat> I don't know how to um, really react to anything because if you react too much, you're crazy. And if you don't react enough, <laughs> then you're being neg- uh, negligent. So it's like, oh, what do I do? So I just kind of stay away from everybody and um, I filter my phone calls. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I have to filter my phone calls because people are like, did you hear the news? No, I didn't hear the news. I'm not trying to listen to the stupid news because of you all. You all make it a point to call me and tell me what was on the news. So I don't have to watch the news. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's nuts. I just, I'm so confused and I'm worn out with it already and we're not even peaking yet. So I'm just trying to keep my sanity at the same time. But then again, here I was over here drinking moonshine last night after my kids went to bed because I'm like, I can't deal with this. I'm just going to drink a little and go to bed because y'all are killing me. <laughs> y'all are killing me. Yeah. It's everything's just going haywire and I don't, I don't know how to deal with it. I'm, I'm the type of person who like, I feel like I'm not controlling, but I feel like I will, if I, if I feel like that I can control something and I'm not doing something about it, then it drives me crazy. 
And maybe it's just an OCD thing that I have. And this is one of those things because my friends are freaking out. And like, I'm the oddball out when it comes to my friends because everybody that I'm around is freaking out, telling me how scared they are. And I'm over here like chilling, not worrying about nothing. And they're telling me that I'm being ridiculous and I'm not the one going and hoarding up supplies and making posts on Facebook and, you know, acting crazy. So... I, I don't even know how to deal with it. I just want, like I said, I just want to go back to trying to predict whether the weatherman was right or wrong. Like, because that's honestly the only reason I even watched the news in the first place. Like before mm. all of this, that's the only reason I watched the news, which was to see what the weatherman would say versus what my iPhone says. Like, hey, we're predicting that it's going to snow in the middle of freaking April. Well, okay, but my phone says it's going to rain. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, I like I like to challenge him. That's my pastime. That's what I like to do as far as the news goes. But now you can't watch the news for the weather because they're going to cancel him too. So I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to think or feel at this point. I'm just kind of just, I don't know, I don't isolated. Think- yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think the scariest part to me is the is the virus itself. It's the uh, the uncertainty that's that's coming in its wake. You know, not knowing when this is going to be over. You know, when when are we going to go back to work? When's life going to return to to normal? I mean, most right. of us have never experienced anything like this whatsoever. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, other than you know having spent time in prison. I mean, I lived a pretty sheltered life, you know, I didn't have to oh, yeah. deal, deal with a whole lot of uh, uh, stressful stuff like this. And I mean, I, I, it's not stressful. It's just like, okay, well, I mean, you just, you start, you have no choice. You'll just you start like for myself, like I'll, okay, well, if this happens and this is going to happen and then this can happen and then this can possibly happen. And if the economy tanks, holy shit, maybe we'll end up in a civil war. People will, you know, there'll be, you know what I mean? You just keep going and going yeah. and going and then, you know, what's right. next, what's next. And yeah, the rabbit hole can get pretty deep pretty quick. Yeah. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're people, man. I mean, we just, we all are pretty much wired the same damn way. We, we are, but the, the problem is that that's exactly it, right? We're all humans and we all go back to our primal instinct at a time of fear, right? Oh, that's yeah, the, definitely. That's the worst part of all of this is because when people run out of booze, when they run out of cigarettes, when they run out of everything else, their food, they turn ugly quick. I've worked in war-torn countries. It happens very, very quick. Very fast. And that's what I'm afraid of. That's my biggest fear right now is the people. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I lived a very sheltered life and I didn't really experience anything, absolutely anything terrible until I went through a very serious domestic violence situation. I'm a domestic violence survivor. So I didn't really experience anything bad until, you know, that. And, you know, honestly, looking at the big picture, that's not the worst that could have ever happened to me, you know? Mm. So I'm just over here trying to like really come to terms with everything and figure out what I'm going to do if crisis actually strikes, because I don't want to go nuts right now because it's not bad yet. Be good at what you're good at. That's what you right. can tell. Everybody's a survivor. Be good at what you're good at. If you're good at sewing, if you're good at homemaking, if you're good at camping, whatever it is, I don't care if it's completely out of the norm. 
just be good at that. Focus your minds on focus your mind on places and hobbies that you have that can de-stress, keep you keep you sane, as you're saying, right? You want to stay away from all these other things that are throwing you off. And people, when they tend to go on Facebook, Twitter, um, all those other social media sites, it's just getting their anxiety up. They're just freaking out because everybody on the everybody thinks that the world's going to end. The world's only going to end if everybody freaks out and creates the world's going to end, right? We can all go through this together. There's plenty of supplies for everybody. It's not going to deplete that quick. So I think that people just need to figure it out. I know for us here at our house, we we probably over prepare, but I'm I'm kind of I've trained myself to do this, and I've been in this type of situation before. So we've done what we had to do, but that doesn't mean anybody else can't do it. It's very simple steps. Make sure you have water, heat, and a shelter over your head, and you're good to go. And the thing is, our governments aren't going to shut all those problems off or all those all those things off. We're not going to run out of clean water in our houses. We're not going to run out of power. Like it's not like it's it's not a war situation. We have a virus. We should be lucky we have a virus and we're not going to war because that means we have a we have our, our, our commodities still available to us. We still have, I still have electricity. I'm still going to have electricity in two months. That's not going to change. But right? do you not like fear that maybe this could also create like some sort of civil war between the country's people? It could. It because could. I mean, it could very well be, but you got to understand. If things though, do deplete then, you know, if they if things do start depleting and resources are running low, you know, go back to what you know. As, I mean, as far as me, I don't think makeup and spray tanning is going to really help me a whole lot. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I but I also like to think that maybe I'm meaner than my neighbor. So, you know, we can go from there. But I just, I, I really feel like they're at some point, if it gets bad enough, and that's only if, because it's not even to that point yet, but if things get bad enough, I truly feel like some sort of civil war will break out and people are going to start purging and people are going to start literally hurting each other trying to survive. And that's, you know, that's really scary because like now you definitely have to go back to your primal instincts and you definitely are going to have to, I mean, you're going to have to defend your kids. You're going to have to defend your home. You know, maybe you're going to have to start hunting for your food. I mean, if you don't know how to do those things, you better learn really, really quick, especially, and I don't mean like learn them when things get bad, because then it's too late. You need to learn them now. If you don't know how to cook, this is a perfect time to watch some YouTube videos and learn how to cook. Perfect time. Everybody's under quarantine. So take this time to learn how to cook. Take this time to learn how to load your freaking gun that you bought on a whim. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I believe that 100%. I believe, I believe right now, learn. this next, and I'm saying this hypothetically. So let's say this goes on for five months. This next five months, this next two weeks, who cares what it is? It's a perfect time to start doing your research. And like you said, learning off YouTube. I totally agree with that. And as somebody who believes in survival techniques, you know, YouTube's not always wrong. Like, it, it's a good source, and people should be going back to it and at least learning how to how to manage their own life skills. I totally agree with that. Right. And I mean, and I don't mind a bit to take the skills that I have and video chat with somebody or make a video or even a podcast or anything to help them learn something that they didn't already know. Because we all have different skills and different aspects of our life. You know, maybe you're good at hunting versus I can cook. 
you know, I can, I have no problem helping other people learn how to do the things that I know how to do already. And not just the things that I know how to do, but the things that I'm really good at. And I think that, you know, everybody should have that in mind. You have a special set of skills. Why not teach others how to use those skills, especially right now? Well, what are you, what are all, what are all of you doing right now? You're talking about, you're talking about putting, putting it out to the masses. So what is each one of you doing right now with your podcast during this time? Are you doing anything uh, completely different than what you were your programming before? For for me, I'm doing yeah. exactly what we've done. I mean, yeah, we've talked, we've touched a little bit how the. I mean, I run three geek related podcasts. Okay, um, I've touched on how you know the virus has look what shut down entertainment wise. You know, with different conventions, how it's affecting Hollywood and how Hollywood is. You know, some movies are being pushed back because they still want that theatrical release where other studios are are weighing and judging. Are we going to push back or are we going to go ahead and just release digitally? Right. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, Disney with Onward. Onward was released digitally on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Being Friday the 21st or Friday the 20th. Wow, it's already... Sunday here. <laughs> um, the but they're also releasing it on Disney Plus, April third. Oh, okay. So good to know. Uh, and this this was a movie that just released a couple of weeks ago in the theaters. Right. So they know whatever money they were expecting to make, they're not going to get right now. Let's go right. ahead and just jump jump it everywhere else and. Cool. And I'm but sure how, do you, be, how are your I, listeners? How are your listeners taking that information right now? Like that's that's kind of where I'm going um, with that. Is 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 are your because it's our job to provide our listeners with the information that we did before, but at the same time we want to make sure that they're they're educated as well in some in some way, shape, or form. Doesn't matter what the topic is, right? So are we are we? Is it kind of our job? to give them the information, whether it's related or not related? As far as I'm I don't concerned, know that you would necessarily I'm, I'm not, want to do something related. Just simply I'm, because like you, the, everybody's hearing enough of it, like from the news sources and stuff. I mean, my podcast is extremely new. I only have three episodes up. But, you know, I'm just basically trying to lift people's spirits. So if I can tell you a funny story... Or like, cause I'm getting ready to upload one um, and I'm going to call it the childhood, my childhood chronicles. And it's just funny stories about things that me and my brother went through as kids. And, um, you know, just trying to lift people's spirits, like let people laugh a little and get, take their mind off what's going on. I don't really want to talk Absolutely. about that because everybody's already freaking out and I don't want to have to talk about it more. And that's, you know, all they're hearing. So, I mean, I really think it's important for me anyway, to just try to lift people's spirits and, you know, go from there and maybe give you a laugh or two, because I mean, some you, you all would be surprised at some of the stuff that I have went through with my brother when we were kids. And it's extremely funny. Everything from chasing a pig and my brother falling in a hole and me being beat to death with a Nerf baseball bat. I mean, everything. And that's the, you know, that's the kind of things that, 
I try to do, and I use, because I have a TikTok account too. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that, but, um, you know, I, I post funny, funny videos on there all the time and I'm basically just completely stupid most of the time. Like I don't even give a crap and I just go and just do whatever just to put a smile on somebody's face. And I think that that is extremely important right now when you're every single social media outlet that we've got is already talking about the coronavirus. So let my, let me do you a favor and let you laugh a little and take your mind off what's going on. At least if it's just for 20 minutes, you know, that's, I mean, that's just my opinion. You guys? I haven't, like I, I released an episode maybe two days ago and then I started thinking about, you know, talk, reaching out and talking to other people, like kind of like what we're doing right now as, you know, and recording it and, and just been putting it, putting them out. But I mean, I think I thought about maybe doing like some of those PSAs that they got, you know, just reading some of the copy, you know, hey, wash your hands. Let's try and practice, right. uh, you know, yeah. and even and even if it is bullshit, then I mean, I would rather I would rather be wrong than 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 right. You know what I mean? I, I would much rather err on the side of uh, of caution and you know treat it like okay yeah maybe this is a serious deal and it is as bad i mean i don't know anybody but i would hate to be the dude that you know i didn't listen and infected a bunch of people and right you know what i mean it's like i don't know if it's real or not it seems like it is uh i don't like like i said i don't know anybody i know the people that are across from me i live in a uh in my fifth wheel so I got like this 40 foot fifth wheel I live in and the people that are across from me, she is a nurse, uh, an ER nurse. And so I found out the other day that those two are quarantined right now. Like they're having to bring, bring them stuff. And they're like right across from me because she right. possibly could have got infected, uh, you know, at the ER. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't gotten any confirmation on it. Cause I haven't really been, you know, asking anybody about anything. Just kind of minding my that own business. That means half the population in my area is probably infected too and don't realize it yet because we have tons and tons of nurses and doctors that live around here. And I'm probably maybe not even five miles from our local hospital. And I mean, I've got nurses and doctors that live all the way around me and it's hard telling who has it and who doesn't. And I'm, I'm trying to be cautious and I'm trying to do my part and being responsible and staying at home and things of that nature. But at the same time, it's like, if I need to go to the grocery store, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Like I have to feed myself and my kids and my husband, like that's not going to work out. And it's just, it's crazy because there's probably tons of people walking around right now that has it. And that's given that it's real. And I mean, it, and like, you know, like, like you said, Sean, it does seem like it is real, but I don't think I've m- talked to a person yet that knows somebody with the virus. I don't, I have not talked to one person that I know that actually has the virus. I've only heard, oh, well, there is one person in Sullivan County that has the virus. Okay. One yeah, person I, in my county. I unfortunately do know quite a few people that do have Oh, that. okay. I, I I can't I wouldn't say that it's not real. It is very very real. Um, at least up in our area, we're definitely having to deal with it, um, especially in my 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 job. But it's it, it's sad. Um, but it at first I can honestly say I didn't believe it either, and I was joking about it a few days ago, and I'm probably gonna still keep joking about it because as far as I'm concerned, if I can't laugh at it, 
then I'm going to go insane. And or uh, even if I get it and I laugh about it, then fine, whatever it is, what it is. But I don't think we can. And I'm not trying to make light of it because it's not funny at all. But it it does need you. You do need to find your own releases. You can't just sit here and dwell on it and be nervous that it's going to get you or you're going to die from it. And if you don't, if you don't have something to to put on hope, then everybody's just going to be. Everybody's just gonna be miserable, and it's just gonna be one one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I have anxiety issues anyway. I yeah. have like loads of anxiety issues anyway, just from you know past trauma. And if I don't find the humor in things, and that's everything, not just the virus, Absolutely. but everything. If I don't yep. find the humor in it, and I can't joke about it, then I will literally sit in here in my house and just cry and. I can't breathe and I'm freaking out and I'm, I start sweating and go into a full-blown panic attack over absolutely nothing. And, you know, so I have to laugh about it. I have to joke about it. I have to kind of pretend that it's not real in my own way. Just, just because if I, you know, if I take it too seriously, then it, it will literally put me down. And then I won't, I, I, I can't even take care of myself when I'm like that let alone my kids and my kids depend on me. My, my husband works 12 hour shifts and he's rarely ever home. And so they need me and I have to be able to kind of joke and laugh. And, you know, I keep telling myself, eh, it, it'll probably dissipate and I'll never ever meet anybody that ever had it or yeah, maybe it know be, it's not real. Let's, let's hope that that's the case. A hundred percent. Let's hope that oh, yeah. you never have to meet somebody that does have it. Fingers crossed yeah. for sure. Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, and uh, just by doing this right here, you know, and, and continuing to, to, to do that, being able to talk to other people, I mean, this, I'm going to go to bed feeling a little bit better and you know what I mean? Because I've been able oh, yeah. to have some contact with uh, other folks that, you know, are experiencing this in a different way in a different area. Um, Absolutely. You know, definitely. And I, and I think that this is kind of what this, you know, is kind of all about and what it should be about. I mean, we're four, we're four podcasters, right? I mean, we all have a podcast and yeah. I, I yeah. was able to just whip this up within, you know what I mean? 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then, yeah. you know, we've already been an hour and, and 40 minutes talking. And, you know, yeah. since you know, we were on quite a bit before uh, you uh, chimed in, Joel, but I mean, still, I mean, I think there's, it's great that, that we can do this. Yeah. You know, now just think about it. The last time this type of an event happened, they didn't have these luxuries, right? No, no, not you, at all. You didn't have 90% of the stuff that you have now to pass the time. So you don't go insane. I just, I just tell my listeners, remember that because back in world war two, very different scenario. We, we kind of compare this to a wartime situation because it kind of is, I mean, that's the best we can, used as a model for what's happening right now but realistically this is this is great this is and thank you very much sean for doing this totally appreciate it like this yeah, definitely, definitely definitely helps people um i highly recommend you do this with definitely others because they they definitely need it and we are the voice of a lot of people right now and i think it's good for us to get our messages out as much as possible oh yeah i, I totally agree so before we uh, we wrap this up, why don't uh, each one of you uh, give your your podcast uh, and give your uh, plug and help let people know where they can find you? 
Why don't you go ahead and start, uh, Michael? Uh, I run three. Um, my main, my first show is called We Be Geeks. That's W E space B E space Geeks. Uh, second show is Mighty Marvel Geeks, and the last show is Wookie Radio. All right, and uh, uh, Kristen, I'll drop yours. My podcast is Glow Talk. Um, you can find me on Spotify, I believe. Yeah. All right. And Joel, you next. Um, Rock Up Podcast. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you find me just about anywhere. So. All right. And then I'm on, uh, I'm nowhere to go but up. And I'm on all, you know, all the major platforms uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. All the all those ones, and if I'm not, drop me an email, and uh, and I'll see if I can get on whatever whatever platform you you want to be on. Thank you very much, Sean. I totally appreciate this. Not a problem. Definitely. And, Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Sean. And pleasure time. meeting three new friends. Yeah, same same, same here. Uh, you know, I I got each of you on my uh, uh, DM, so just drop me a link, and then that way I can. Uh, uh, through messenger that way i can put your links in the show notes probably i'm probably gonna drop this pretty you know what i mean within the next couple of days i got three of them to put out so i'll just probably throw out three at a time and include these in them absolutely thank you very much great yeah no problem stay safe so much stay healthy out there please all right you guys too too, man goodbye all right bye All right, I'm out of here. Take it easy, Michael. You too. All right, later.